Welcome to Just Slayin'. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Hannah. And we love you. We're here today to talk about Surprise Buffy. Hi. Uh, September? Uh, September? I got that brain disease. Season 2, episode 19. I only have eyes for you. For you. For you. Uh, number 4, letter U. But uh, can you read us the intro for this? Yeah, as soon as I find it. Hmm. I've lost my tab. Take your time. I found it. All right, here's the synopsis. Buffy encounters a tortured spirit haunting the halls of Sunnydale High and recruits her friends to help the bitter spirit in its quest for peace. Giles is filled with anguish when he believed this, when he believes the spiritual being is Jenny trapped and trying to impart a final message to him from the beyond. <gasps> Yay, Jenny's back. Yeah, she's 100% that tortured, anguished spirit. It has to be her, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what Giles thinks. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. This episode aired April 28th, 1998. Do you know what you were doing that day? I bet I was in school. Mm, nice. Yeah, probably. Probably, probably school day. Because doesn't this air on Tuesday? Or didn't it air on Tuesdays? I actually have no idea. I was probably in about the fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely in fourth about. grade. I think it... I think it maybe it started airing on Wednesdays and then it changed to Tuesdays. Anyway, that's not interesting at all. Let's get into the episode. Ba-ba. Ah? Uh? Well, we open up. We're at the Bronze and there's a band playing. I don't know who they are. I don't know if they're famous. Um, but they're playing a slow jam. And she has a nice voice. A terrible outfit. But we're panning. Yep, we see yep, yep. Xander, then Cordy. They're dancing. There's a poster on the wall. It says Lotion. Maybe that's the band name. Lotion? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible band name. <laughs> and so we're, we're doing this long pan of the bronze. And we, we see Willow. And she looks up and we follow her gaze. And we see Buffy upstairs. She's alone in her gold shiny pants. And oh a low God, cut. Oh my God, she looks so good. Ugh. She looks great. I, I wonder why she's upstairs when her friends are downstairs. She's being moody. She absolutely She's probably like, Willow, stay downstairs. I've got to go brood. (laughs) I'm going to move. Willow's just checking up on her. Yeah. Well, a boy approaches her. We do not know this boy. But uh, I guess his name's Ben. He's from Algebra 2 last year, remember? Nope. Who? Yeah, that's Buffy's reaction, too. And he obviously has a bad for our girl, but she has no clue who he is. He asks her to the Sadie Hawkins dance. But really, he suggests that Maybe she could ask him. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, ooh, buddy. Uh, I don't I don't see that happening. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm not dating now yeah. or ever again. Yeah. Ever. Sorry. She, She's let's, so bad at flirting. He, well, she's not flirting. She's it's the opposite of flirting. Right? Well, he's trying and she's being a bad recipient. I wouldn't flirt with that guy either. He looks very old and he's got like a, almost looks like a silk shirt tucked into his jeans. And I just, I'm, I'm not into it. Do you think it's like the older brother of Owen Oatmeal? Oh my god, if I can probably she's like, I already dated your brother and I'm not into that family. Oh, he's boring. Actually, she wanted to keep dating him. It was just sort of a Oh I yeah. gotta keep him safe. Eh. Keep him at a safe distance. I think we all knew what was going on there. I think afterwards she realized he was pretty boring. Yeah. She's never thought about him again. Well, we look at the band again and the guitarist is wearing a super fuzzy sweater. But yeah, that's irrelevant. I like that. Yeah, it is nice. And the the outfit that the singer is wearing that I hate, it's like it's like a um strapless dress that's gold, but underneath it it looks like she's wearing a shirt underneath it. She's just wearing like a bra underneath. It's got like a sheer top which looks like it's something tucked inside of the dress and then yeah, this gold uh what do you call it, tube toppy thing. Yeah, I don't like it. It probably is working. just one dress like she didn't just put a sheer top underneath it. Tube top dress, but I I don't think so. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Anyway, but moving on. Uh, Willow meets up with Buffy, who comes downstairs, and she's on her way out. And she says she's uh, she's just gonna go see what Giles is up to, and then go home. And (laughs) Willow lightly observes that Buffy has been very focused on work and all work and no play. She suggests that maybe Buffy should start dating again. She needs to be impulsive. Yeah. I love that Willow is giving Buffy this advice. When I know. Remember, like, in, was it first or second episode? 
of the series, Buffy said that to Willow. And really? Then, yeah, and then Willow followed. There, girl. <laughs> and then Willow followed that vampire into the graveyard and had to be saved by someone. And now she's Jessie. dating a werewolf. So, oh, full circle. <laughs> like the full moon. Oh, that's a full circle. <laughs> Anyway, Willow's given dating advice. I like that. I know, that. yeah. She's like, you know, Angel didn't work out, but love can be nice. Oh, Buffy's not buying it. She's like, I- I'm going to go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, love can be nice when you're Willow and you're dating a cute werewolf. And then, you know, right on cue, uh, we cut to school and there's this very angry couple. They're fighting and he grabs her. He yells at her, tell me you love me, say it. And then he pulls a gun and says, love is forever. And then... <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> love is forever. Love is forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the opening credits. Nothing new here. We haven't had what? any... What? No. You, know, you and I don't usually have domestic spats on this show. Oh, I meant in the opening credits. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah. Um, so, where do you think this is going? I I don't know, but we come right back to that fight, and you know what? Hmm. Good thing Buffy came to school, because she's there to stop it. Yeah. She interrupts, and she runs towards them, and she just destroys that boy. Yep. Yeah. He gets up, and he's disoriented. He's like, what happened? And Buffy really lays into him. She's like, you're a jerk. Um, but <laughs> the guy's girlfriend defends him. She says, we weren't even fighting two minutes ago, and they were both just, like, confused, as if they didn't know what happened. Um, also, the gun is gone. Yeah, and the janitor come. He's there, and he comes running over to see if the girl's okay. While Buffy has taken down the guy, and he's looking around for the gun, and he can't find it. The gun is missing. What? I know it just disappeared. Weird. I know. Um. Well, the next day in Snyder's office, Buffy is getting reprimanded for causing mayhem, chaos, and disorder. Mm, yeah, that was her fault. Hmm. Buffy defends herself, but Snyder is not swayed. Honestly, he's he's not in the wrong. I mean, Buffy is involved in every disorderly act in town, but he's being a real shit about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, he has to leave for a minute. He gets called out to address old Billy Crandall chaining himself to the snack machine again. Vegans. I know. He's like, fucking vegan. <laughs> he, tell, he tells Buffy that she stinks of lies and she needs to <laughs> wait for him to... Uh, until he comes back. So she's waiting, just minding her business, and a yearbook just jumps right off the shelf. And it's from 1955, and Buffy thinks nothing of it. She just picks it up and puts it back, and that's it. Irrelevant. Did you notice Did you notice there's a photo of a little girl on the desk? Do you think Principal Snyder is a father? Oh. Do you think Can it's- you imagine having him as a father? Do you think it's just like the general- the generic photo that comes in a photo frame? Maybe it's like his nephew. Didn't you say it was something. a girl? Uh, I just had a quick look at it. It's like a, a long-haired, mm. a medium-haired child. Mm. Okay. Let's say it's a nephew so we don't have to inflict a poor child as having Principal Snyder as a father. Okay. Anyway, back to that yearbook. <laughs> just jumped right off the shelf. Yeah, and... Whatever, Buffy just puts it back. Like, yeah, we're on a hell mouth, you know? Books jump off the shelf all the time. Uh, when we go to Willow and she's teaching Jenny's class, because she's just the teacher now, and she's very impressed with herself for making some nerdy-ass joke and making the class laugh. She did. Yeah. Giles comes in and see how she's doing, and they talk a little bit about Jenny. Willow says she's been looking through her Wiccan files. And she also found a rose quartz bracelet in her drawer and says that Jenny would probably want him to have it, you know, Aww. for its healing powers. Aww. I know. And then he excuses himself because he's so choked up. Poor Giles. He hasn't even really had time to grieve. Yeah, I'm sure he goes home at night and he just cries. Drinks his Bovril and tears. <laughs> Bovril and tears. Aw. <laughs> Name of my sex tape. <laughs> your face (laughs) disgusted yet delighted (laughs) also name of my sex tape (laughs) (laughs) are you kidding me oh my god okay 
Okay, Giles leaves. (laughs) Next, Buffy is in class. And they're talking about the stock market crash or something. Uh, It's totally boring. And Buffy just starts to kind of doze off. And she just gets sent back in time, as happens to Slayers sometimes. And Yeah. She sees students dressed in 50s wear and then witnesses an interaction between a student and a student whose name is James and a teacher who I don't think we get her name, but they they get flirty. And, you know, she's obviously young. She's she's cute. He's young looking, but he obviously younger. Much younger. Yeah, he's wearing a little sports jacket, so he must be a star athlete. Oh yeah. Yeah. But then the anyway, Yeah, they're like watching all this. Kind of touch hands a little bit and then the door opens and Buffy's awakened in present time. She sees the teacher writing on the chalkboard. He's talking about like child labor and collective bargaining. Super boring. But what he writes on the chalkboard is, don't walk away from me, bitch. (laughs) And he doesn't realize he did that. Like clearly he's been, uh, he doesn't know what he did and he quickly erases it. Yes. Buffy's looking around like, what the fuck? So, uh, after class, Buffy and Xander are walking. I really like Buffy's dress. It looks like brown suede, and it's got, it's like a mini dress, but it also has a little slit in it. Yep. It's cute. She's got, like, brown, like a lighter shade of brown suede boots on. It's working. Oh, I didn't She's killing it this episode. Oh, I am super into her. Okay, her outfits as the episode goes on. I love it, and okay, I'll, I'll bring that up later. But okay, um, so they're walking and talking, and then uh, Buffy's updating Xander on what just happened. Xander is in the middle of poo-pooing her Wiggins, <laughs> as he says, uh, <laughs> when he opens his locker and he's pulled into it by just like a demonic-looking arm. And yeah, that's weird. I know. Buffy pulls okay, and then Buffy pulls him away and shuts the locker. When she opens it back up. There's, I don't, I, it seems like this is maybe nothing, like, this is, is just- Is it like a voodoo doll yeah, in a noose? in a noose. And is that something, or is that just in Xander's- I maybe think that's, that's just- just there. I think it is. Neither of them seem weirded out by it. Yeah. And then Buffy kind of looks at Xander, like, say something, because everyone's looking at them. <laughs> but he doesn't, and they just, I don't know, we just cut to Willow in the library. And uh, Giles is also there. And he thinks it's a poltergeist. Yeah, he thinks it's a poltergeist. He says it's probably confused and angry because it can't find peace. The only way to stop it is to work out its unresolved issues. So who is this spirit? Jenny Ooh, that's definitely what Giles thinks. But we haven't gotten there yet, right? (laughs) Fast forward. She had a violent death in the school. No one, that hasn't happened to anyone else. Well, are you sure about that? I'm just kidding. Uh, they have found many students dead in the school. <laughs> yeah. It could be fucking anybody. It <laughs> could be literally anybody. Like every year there's like 20 dead students. It could be anyone. Yeah, maybe it's the science teacher who got, um, how did he die from the... Praying um, mantis? Praying mantis. Could be that guy that was stuffed in the locker. Yeah. Wait, could that was... the band girl? The invisible girl? Nah, she's oh, up in she, a government oh, yeah. agency. She, she got recruited. Yep. Anyway, uh, okay, so fast forward, we see the same janitor as before, still gainfully employed. Uh, his name's George, and he's just mopping away. And a, a teacher walks out of her classroom, and he addresses her as Miss Frank. Mm. They, you know, exchange some polite words, and she kind of says, okay, well, I'll be off now. And then out of nowhere, they start acting out a very dramatic scene. There are two lovers who can't be together, and he says he thinks oh. about her every minute. He says, it's, oh, no, she says, it's over. It has to be. And she walks away. And then they say the same words the other two people from earlier said. That tell me you don't love me. Will that help? Is that what you have to hear? I don't. Now let me go. He says, no, a person doesn't just wake up one day and stop loving someone. Love is forever. Love is forever. And then a gun magically appears in his hand. Like it actually, you see it just, um, the op would just appear in his hand and he points it at her ghost gun yeah so they're acting out the same scene from earlier that's weird i think we the can janitor s- was there before he saw that he saw it go down he did witness it yeah and i think we can safely assume that this is poltergeist activity hmm. mm-hmm. 
We cut to. They're both possessed. I yes, I do. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We cut to Giles eating a little sweet treat when he hears yelling. He's in the library, and then he hears a quieter whisper. Says, "I need you, (gasps) Jenny." He responds. He walks into the hallway and sees the scene of the two, um, the janitor and the teacher, and then he watches as George shoots Miss Frank and she falls off the balcony. Oh my god. I know! Giles tackles him. The gun flies out of his hand and then disappears. <gasps> yeah, he's confused. He asks, what's going on? Giles oh tells my god. him, he the just scene shot of her, like, The scene of her like falling off of that balcony is so scary. She like flips, 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 and then falls on the concrete. Yeah, on the bad. stairs below. It's horrifying. Yeah. And Giles informs him that he just shot a woman. Woof. Back in, uh, Ange Drusilla, no, Ange, what, what was her name? This is the new hangout. Ange Spikezilla. Ange Spikezilla. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a new hangout. Angeles. Yeah, because didn't Giles, Giles threw a Molotov cocktail last time and burned it down. Yeah, that place is done. So. So they got some fancy new digs. They got this new space acquired by Angel. It's, it's basically just a garden. Um, but it is very cute. It's beautiful. Drew is enchanted by the jasmine. She calls it fairyland. And <laughs> Spike appears and he's still in his wheelchair. And he's not quite so enchanted. He tells him the old place was just fine. Angel can't stop making wheelchair jokes and flirt- flirting with Drew. And Spike is real sick of his shit. Yeah. I know. So am I. Get out of here, Angel. I'm tired of you. I'm yeah, just- he's being a real dick. I know. I just like Spike and Drusilla together. Well, back in the library, Giles is telling the gang what happened. He thinks it's Jenny. And she certainly died there in tragic circumstances, and now she's trapped. Willow points out the gun, and Giles says, eh, it doesn't matter. Irrelevant. But Buffy agrees with Willow, obviously. Giles really wants it to be Jenny, so he's going to choose to believe that. Mm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't match the pattern of the killings. No, no, he's blinded by grief. Grief. Yeah. Well, Buffy, Xander, and Willow head to Jenny slash Willow's classroom, and Willow quickly finds a news article describing the event. Um, It was very easy for her. It happened the night of the Sadie Hawkins dance, which is tonight, and Buffy connects that with a yearbook that fell earlier. And Buffy must have snuck into Snyder's office because the next scene we see her going through the 1955 yearbook that we saw earlier, and she points out the two people she saw in her dream. Grace Newman and Jim Stanley. He's the one. He did it. <gasps> Buffy's really laying into him, saying he's like a friggin' dirtbag. And Willow and Zandor, Xander are a little more co- sympathetic, compassionate. Yeah. They're saying they feel kind of bad for him. Should should he have to pay for his sins with his life? Oh, uh, we're trying to figure out whose ghost we're dealing with. Buffy guesses his, given how violent everything is, and... Willow says she thinks she's found a way to communicate with him and find out what he wants, which is what Giles did say is the way to solve this thing. Uh Uh-huh. But not Buffy. No, she does not care what this guy wants. She thinks they need to just shut him down. Why do you think Buffy is so unsympathetic for this guy? Well, as becomes very clear as the episode continues, she is just uh, projecting her own feelings. And I like... That you can really see that in her appearance. She's wearing all black, like, this entire episode. Um, yeah. She's got, like, a leather jacket on, and her hair is, like, I don't know, how do you describe it? It's, like, combed back. and then It's like Angelina Jolie at the Oscars. She does, like, that slick back. Yeah. It's not slicked back, but it's, like, whooshed back. Yeah. 90s fashion. This is a new look for Buffy. Yeah. She looks, you know, dark. Dark Buffy. Dark yeah, Buff. this is her... Her dark era. Yes. I think Willow and Xander can both sense that this may be a case of Buffy projecting a little bit. Xander tries to defuse the situation and he asks, who's hungry? So they go to the cafeteria and we got carbs, carbs, carbs. There's hot dogs and spaghetti. And Cordy is grabbing a giant plate of spaghetti that she's definitely not going to eat, right? She, this is not her medically uh, prescribed I know. lunch. I'm surprised. Uh, she... Has she gone off of it, or is that not available? Or? I know. I wonder what the deal is there. Maybe yeah. she stopped doing it after that guy died. 
Uh, yeah, there was that body in there. That body, yeah. I don't want to eat food that's been <laughs> in the cooler with a body. Yeah, no, who does? Well, she announces she's boycotting the Sadie Hawkins dance because do you realize that girls are supposed to ask the boys out and pay for everything? We need to nip this thing in the bud or else things are going to get very scary. She okay, says. but her date's like right there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's, She's talking about Xander. going to go with Xander. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on cue, uh, girl screams and we see everyone's spaghetti has turned into spooky snakes. And they are oh everywhere. Oh my god. I think all of the food is snakes. Oh yeah, probably. All the hot dogs too. Oh god. Yeah. And Cordy... Little Cordy gets bit in the face by a snake. Everyone is tripping over each other to get out of that dang place, which that is terrifying. All the food is snakes. All the food is snakes. All the food is snakes. Well, Snake Patrol quickly comes and take control of the situation. And do you see that they've got like a thirty-person snake removal team in Sunnydale? There's so many dudes walking around in like hazmat suits. Yes, and everybody's running. Your students everyone's running. Everyone's running everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Into the school, out yeah. of the school. <laughs> this place is chaos. Um, well, Xander and Cordy are sitting on an ambulance, and she's lamenting that her face is going to be swollen, and they they may as well have just killed her. <laughs> Snyder meets up with, uh, I don't know, some police official or something. I don't know who he is. But he says... Police chief? Yeah, probably. I wonder if we he's a certain same person we've seen before when they try to make up a story, you know, about what's going on. I think so. He's sort of the the PR guy. Yeah, but spin it. Because he suggests school board pranks, and Snyder says that never sells. Then he suggests the sewer got backed up, and Snyder says, yeah, I can sell that. So these two are actively trying to cover up this situation. Oh, my God. Snyder says, we're on a hellmouth. Sooner or later, people are going to figure that out. The official says city council was told he can handle that job. And if he can't make it, and if he can't, maybe he should take that up with the mayor. <gasps> yeah, so much just happened here. Snyder knows about the Hellmouth. The how city council. Know? I know, the city council knows. The mayor knows. How high does this go? All the way to the top. The president knows. The mayor. <laughs> the mayor, yeah. The mayor is the top <laughs> banana. <laughs> I would love to know about more about Snyder's backstory because he's clearly not just a school principal. I don't want to know anything about him. He's a he, dick. He's an agent of some sort. Yeah, an agent I don't of, know. Dick. Dick God. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> uh, cut to Buffy's room and we got Willow, Xander, Cordy, and Buffy. Uh, Willow says, Buffy was right. Fuck this guy. We should not try communicating with them because there's only one solution. The final solution, she calls it. Oh, uh, no. Is that a Hitler joke? <laughs> I don't know because, I mean, apparently the final solution is an exorcism. So I'm not sure. I feel like. Okay, but they've made enough like Nazi and Hitler yes. jokes in this show that it's probably alluding to that. Why yeah. are they so into that? I feel like we were all into that. You know, just making Nazi jokes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, they're anyway. coming up with a plan. What's the plan, Stan? Yeah. Well, Cordy says she's scared of the exorcism because she saw that movie and even the priest dies. But <laughs> Willow doesn't say why she got to this conclusion, but that this is what they're doing. She pulls out a map of the school and pulls out, uh, sorry, and points to the balcony where the original teacher died back in 1955. It's kind of just like a hand-drawn map. Oh, and also the teacher from last night also died there, so she's dead. Oh, God. Yeah, so they need to create a Mangus tripod, and it's basically just three people chanting in a triangle form with one person in the middle. And the middle is the hot spot, so obviously that's where Buffy will be. Well, they go to school to execute their plan, and Willow's made some scapulas, and they're for protection. She just explains it no further, uh, but apparently they're very smelly, and they look like kind of... Th- Thick wizard wands. Do you think there's candles. some uh, some sulfur in there? Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what Willow says. Hmm. Uh, but I don't know what a scapula is. I googled it and I couldn't find anything. So oh, I don't know. Interesting. Do you know anything about this? No. Mm. All right. I bet there was some stuff about it on Jenny Calendar's computer. Mm. She learned about. It. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. This Whip is some of those up. Ancient knowledge. Google doesn't know it. 
<laughs> just as Cordy Lost to the history of time. <laughs> just as Cordy is exclaiming what a piece of cake this is all going to be, all the doors in and around the school suddenly start slamming shut. So this might be a little hairier than originally anticipated. Yeah, which I'm in for. Let's let's get into it. Also, what I would like to know is why, after we've had this school-wide emergency, this snake out, uh, are all the doors wide open at night? Oh, that's a good point. Why were when they, they all come open? in? They the doors are just wide open. They just waltz right in. But well, I think it's because they had this dramatic closing of the doors scene. Maybe they were allowing the snakes to escape. You don't want to lock <laughs> them in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we cut to Drusilla, and she's talking some nonsense, per usual, and talking about sleeping naked in the ground, and then she starts giggling. She says, there's a gate that's opening. It's black, and it wants her, the Slayer. It's Isn't time, it she says. Well, probably. Yeah, she's having, like, a sexy premonition. She's yeah. acting weird. Yeah. She says, you know, the Slayer's dancing with death. Mm-hmm. And... Angel's like, you know, I think this whole Slayer thing has really run its course, and I'm ready to move on from it. And he's groping Drew in front of Spike as he's saying this, and saying he wants to join with this little group permanently. Now, there's one person who's not at all interested in this idea, and that is Spike. Spike. Yeah. Well, he's groping all up on Drusilla. I know. Spike really just lets him do it, too. He just lets him walk all over him. Wait, wait. Did you notice the angel is wearing a, a Clada ring? The Uh-oh. same one he gave Buffy. Is he? Do you think he thinks about her when he looks at it? I don't know. I mean, he seems... It's the to- same one. Yeah, I wonder why he's still wearing that. Good question. Hmm. Hmm, interesting observation, Hannah. Yeah. Ah. Well, let's take notice in future episodes. Okay. Well, back at school, Willow is walking alone in the dark hallway and she runs into Giles, who's in the library. <laughs> They're both very startled to see each other. And he says he thinks he's close to contacting Jenny. So he's been on this, like, side quest this whole time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone else is actually addressing the situation. They're like, he just needs to do this. He needs to see this through. He tells her to run along, and there may be some paranormal phenomena if he is successfully contacts Jenny. What do you think he's doing to contact Jenny? Do you think he's got a candle and a scalpula as well? Maybe. I don't know. But she does not bother to tell him what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a need-to-know basis, Giles. Yeah. While everyone is getting into their positions, Cordy is in the bathroom. She sees her reflection, and she's got a little band-aid on her cheek where her the snake bit her. Oh. She takes it off to that little bite there. It's like nothing. There's no swelling at all. We see Buffy, and she is heading to the hot spot on the balcony. She hears music. She sees balloons, and I think she's back in time again, because she sees a sign for the class of 55 Sadie Hawkins dance. Yeah. She looks through a door window, and she sees two people dancing, presumably our poltergeists. Sanders in the cafeteria, and there are still tons of snakes there. So... (laughs) Leaving the door yeah. open didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking yeah. left the snakes. <laughs> There's probably more snakes in there now. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I noticed that the first time. Oh my god. <laughs> well, Buffy is watching these two lovers dance, and they look very happy. And she looks happy watching them be happy. Until the boy's face suddenly turns into a zombie face, and then she's scared. Oh my god. Cordy, she is looking at her reflection in the mirror, and suddenly her face turns all red and demony, and she screams. And Willow is just like in some random hallway on top of some stairs, and she suddenly starts getting pulled into the floor. She screams for Giles, and he pulls her out. Yeah, this is weird. I know, luckily he was there. Buffy's on the balcony. And she starts seeing flashbacks of the incident when Ghost Boy grabs her with his zombie face and he tells her to get out. <gasps> I know. Sorry, that was a scary voice. That was pretty scary. I'm sorry. Uh, Giles and Willow, they he has saved her and Willow says, Jenny would never be this mean. And Giles says, I know, it's it's not her. Aww, I think he wanted it to be her a little bit. Absolutely. Communicate with her. Mm-hmm. Aww. Well, a bell rings, and I guess that's the cue to start chanting. 
So Willow starts chanting, and so does Cordy, Xander, and Buffy too, and they're all trying to expel this guy. Uh, Their candles all blow out, and then there's some ominous silence. And then a quiet rumbling in the distance. (gasps) Giles and Willow look down the hallway and see... uh, It's just like a lot of bugs. It's like a ton of bugs. And they all all flying. They're flying bugs. I think they're bees. Aren't they bees? Maybe locusts? I actually think they're wasps. It's pretty bad CGI. Yeah. This, This isn't realized very well. Yeah. It's just a swarm of bugs. Unclear what they are. But they all start running and they meet up while running and they run out of the building and they're looking at it and there's just a, a million bugs surrounding this whole building. And they're not leaving. They're all just hovering around the building. All these things manifesting are sort of a little bit weird. They don't really make sense with the the 1955 couple's story. I have no idea why like a sinkhole opened up or there's a plague of locusts. Why did any of that happen? Yeah, why did Cordy's face go all zombie for a second? Yeah. Maybe because the guy is dead dead and old. But th- it's manifesting in weird ways, I think. Yeah, I do too. And the arm in the locker. I don't know. It all seems strange. Well, we go back to Buffy's house and they're all drinking tea. Giles is in command. And he's like, what does James want? Giles says he's trying to resolve the issues that are keeping him in limbo. Buffy says he wants forgiveness, but you know what? He can't get it. He's stuck it's in purgatory. Too bad. Yeah, he's doomed to keep killing uh, Mrs. Miss Newman over and over again. Forgiveness is impossible. Buffy says he doesn't deserve it. Buffy says he destroyed the one person he loves most, and that is absolutely unforgivable. It doesn't matter if he regrets it now; he's just going to have to live with it. So the projection is very clear now. Everyone can see it. Um, Maybe not Cordy, but Xander chimes in saying he can't live with it. He's dead. (laughs) This seems to get through to her a little bit. She stomps out of the room. And then actually Cordy does get it because she says, over-identify much? (laughs) The Buffy's alone in the kitchen and she took the flyer from school, the one that said Class of 55 Sadie Hawkins dance. She hears a whisper saying, I need you. I know. Is it Angel? Is it Jenny? No. Is it what's his butt? James? Yeah. (laughs) Well, she leaves the house. And back in the living room, they're trying to figure out what to do next. Puppy walks back to school. And the bugs part for her. The, The doors open and she walks into the building. Willow finds Buffy gone from the kitchen and quickly figures out that she went back to the school. Um, so they go back too. Giles thinks Buffy is under the thrall of Ghost James, and Willow was worried that she's gonna play the part of Miss Newman and get shot. But there isn't another person in school right now to play the part of James, so like it's fine, right? She'll be safe until they can find a way to get her out. How do they know? Right? The doors were wide open. They were all just there. There could be anybody waltzing in and out of the school. Yeah, it Maybe seems like the ghost will possess all the snakes. Well, <laughs> Seems, uh, yeah, like an unsafe assumption on their part. And those snakes will have guns. <laughs> Little tiny snake guns. Oh, they're going to have them. a hard time pulling the trigger. They'll just have to use the end of their tail and... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> How did Buffy get in the school with all the bees? They parted for her. She was meant with to be Moses. here. Moses. Mm-hmm. Moses in the Red Sea. Yeah, real biblical. Mm. Sort of. I hadn't thought of that, actually. That's yeah. a bit... It's just a coincidence, huh. I think. I don't know. Plague of snakes? Plago. Plago snakes. Plago snake? <laughs> Plago bees? Well, uh, Buffy's walking through the hallway, and guess who's there? Oh, it's shit. Angel! Oh, no. This is bad for so many reasons. So he can now play the role of James, right? To act out this, this, this thing. Yeah, but that's not what happens. That's not what happens, though. Also, he mentions that, I think he says wasps can't hurt him because, or he's immune or something. To so wasps? He, yeah, okay. he, that's what the bugs are. That's so much worse than a plague of bees. Yep, absolutely. Ten times worse. Yeah, ten. Um, so they're playing out the roles of James and Miss Newman, but Buffy is James and Angel is Miss Newman. 
for some reason. Why do you think that is? I don't is? know. I Maybe because of the way that Buffy was feeling about Angel and James identified with that, like feeling kind of heartbroken. So do you think that the other people who got possessed, it was like the same identifying? I don't know. Maybe it's just who got there first because Buffy was in the school first and James is like, oh, here's a body. Just going to wait till there's another one. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know why it works like this, but this scene is so good. This is great. Um, this is, I love this. I watched it like three times. The scene makes the whole episode for me. It's so good. Yes. Tell us about it. This is great. Okay. So, uh, they're kind of, they're playing, they're role playing as we've seen before and they're getting real passionate about it. And he's saying, you know, I want you to have a normal life. And she says, I don't give a damn about a normal life. And we're kind of going back and forth between Buffy and Angel and James and Miss Newman. They're all acting out the same scene. And then Buffy pulls out the gun and points it at Angel. Don't walk away from me, bitch! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, James says, don't walk away from me. And then it cuts to Buffy saying, bitch! I love that <laughs> It's good, it's good. <laughs> and now they're on the balcony, and we see how this is supposed to play out. Or how it did play out. Miss Newman yeah. trying to rationalize with James. And it seems like the shot is accidental. Well, sort of. I don't know. And... Miss Newman slash Angel both fall over the balcony. Shot. What do you think happens when you shoot a vampire? Because he is bleeding. He is bleeding. And I actually wonder if that's like, does a vampire bleed when it gets shot? Or is that like Miss Newman's blood? Good question. Yeah. Because I don't think it would actually hurt Angel. I think it just sort of knocked him down. Yeah. But he's Miss Newman right now. So he flips over. He's dead on the stairs like she is. I I love this scene acted between Angel and Buffy and it just sort of encapsulates so much of the heartbreak that she's been feeling and I think what Angel would be feeling inside if he weren't taken over by a demon. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's so good. It's, it's so like good. For them. It's like we get Angel back for a second. And James slash Buffy walks back into school with a look of disbelief on their face and then Angel wakes up on the stairs because he's a vampire and he can't die by a gunshot wound. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Is there even a hole in that silk shirt? I uh, yeah, so. I wonder. <laughs> I think that was Miss Newman's ghost blood. I He still has blood on his hands, though. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Buffy finds her way to the music room, and she's alone and crying in the dark. She finds a record player, turns it on, and the same song that's been playing throughout the whole episode, which is called I Only Have Eyes For You, is playing. And she looks in the mirror and she sees James. And they still have the gun in their hand. Start to raise it to their head. And then Angel comes in. And he is still Miss Newman, actually. And he says, don't do it. I still love you. I never stopped loving you. And then they start kissing. Oh my god. I know, so we see Miss Newman slash Angel forgiving James slash Buffy. And then a bright light appears above them. And the spirits of the ghosts are finally able to find peace and transcend this high school hell. Oh my god. And then they stop kissing. And there's a little spit strand and Buffy quietly whimpers, Angel. And he violently pushes her back and runs out. Spit strand. There is a spit strand, yeah. (laughs) So Angel is still evil. And he does not like what just happened. No, in fact, he's going to go home and, like, wash the slayer off of him. Yeah. Washing his chest and his face. Sorry, I just saw that spit strand and it made me want to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the library, Cordy, Xander, and Willow walk in after a sweep of the school and say, not a snake, not a wasp. Everything looks normal. Giles goes to check on Buffy, who's staring off in the distance in his office. She says James picked her because he could relate to her. He was so sad. And she doesn't understand why Miss Newman could forgive her. Giles says it doesn't matter. So is she... Do you think she's, like, finding it so hard to see James's perspective because she wouldn't forgive Angel for, like, what he's done to her? Yes. Is that why she's so unsympathetic? Yes. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. I know. I know, but she's getting there. 
And Angel is showering himself in this little tiny dribble of water <laughs> coming from somewhere. It's like a little waterfall. It's the fairy garden. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess that's how they take showers. <laughs> <laughs> he says he feels dirty. He says he feels violated. Ooh. I know. He says he needs a real vile kill to wipe out this crappy love from his system. Drew I says, love Drusilla. She's yeah, like, let's get a toddler. Let's go kill a toddler. <laughs> okay. And it's like, sorry, Spike, you can't come, Angel says. This is whole thing about, like, yeah, you'll slow us down and whatever, whatever. They leave. And then Spike smiles to himself. And he gets up out of the chair. And some real triumphant music plays. And he kicks his wheelchair over. So he's been faking this shit. Do you think? I mean, for some time. Yeah, probably. He's probably been getting up out of the chair, practicing his little steps. (laughs) Strengthening his little legs. He's just been biding his time until he can do something. Is it going to be a Spike Angel face-off? I think so, because, uh, I mean, that's why Spike's probably just been taking it from him. Because he knows he's got something in his back pocket. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. Cool. Spike's back, baby. I know, which I love, actually. Thoughts? How would you rate this episode out of ten? Um, seven. Oh, uh, I'm gonna give it a seven. <laughs> I am. I might go eight. Actually, I really enjoyed this episode. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought. Um. Well, one of my discussion questions, actually, if I can just go ahead and say that. Yeah. Get in there. Uh, do you think that this role playing with Angel helped or hindered Buffy's progress in getting over him? I'm not sure. Okay, so she was playing the role of. Frank and so like James ain't yeah sorry I was thinking of the janitor Frank um George George (laughs) there is no Frank oh god I swear to god there's a Frank (laughs) oh the the woman was Ellen Frank Miss Frank the teacher that her name was Miss Newman oh the other teacher (laughs) the younger the teacher that got shot by the janitor was Ellen Frank okay Okay. (laughs) um what was the question oh do you think it helped her yes okay so she hindered she was in the role of the boy and Angel was... So, did Angel sort of forgive Buffy for... Um, I don't think so. Because it's really Buffy that needs to forgive Angel. Yeah. If she can. Also, he's evil and, you know, like, killing her friends. I also think maybe they switched the roles so that Angel wouldn't shoot Buffy because she could die from a gunshot wound. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, maybe it was just a plot device. Yeah. I don't think it really helped her yet, mm. but I think she's on the road to healing. Okay. She's getting there. I think uh I think in the in the grand scheme of things this will help move her along. Yeah? Yeah, I mean it did tear that open that wound again, but I think I think it'll be good for her. What if it had been like Giles and another person? Jenny? Yeah, what if it was Giles and Jenny? Wait, what's the question? I don't know. <laughs> what if the role play was between Giles and Jenny? Uh, I don't think I think Giles has a lot further to go in his healing journey. Yeah, it's a little different cuz Jenny he already forgave Jenny for the betrayal. Yeah. So yeah. Just something I was wondering. What do you think Willow saw or heard or read that made her nix her original idea of communicating with James the ghost? Why was exorcism the only option? Oh, maybe because he was being too violent to like be reasoned with. Okay. Okay. He was doing a lot of, you know, he was turning everyone's lunch into snakes. You know what? All those kids went home hungry that day. (sighs) Oh. Well, they got to go home early, though. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but they missed out on the carbon, carbon, carbon. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of spaghetti. <laughs> cool lunch. <laughs> All right. Well, last discussion question I have. Mm. If you were Miss Newman, would you forgive James? Probably not for killing me, no. <laughs> so that's the only way they can get out. Well, he's replaying it over and over. She's just dead. Her spirit's moved on. Oh, no, I think her spirit's also there. 
her spirit was also stuck there. Both of their spirits were just haunting yeah. that place. I think, yeah, his because he was angry and hers because she was stuck. Sad. Sad, yeah. That's really interesting. Um, I don't think I would be able to forgive James. They should have made poltergeist activity that was sad, too. Like, someone just uncontrollably crying. Oh, yeah. Then that would have confirmed. Yeah. Hang on, I was having a thought, and then I got distracted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to forgive him. I'd just be pissed off that I got killed. They shouldn't have gotten into a student-teacher relationship. That's wholly inappropriate. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. But I think... If you are Miss Newman playing this thing out over and over again for, like, 40 years, then you're like, you know what? It's fine. I don't even care. I just want to get out of here. Yes, you're forgiven. All right? Do you think it only happens on or around the night of the Sadie Hawkins dance? Because I feel like we would have a lot more shootings Mm. happening in this school, and they'd be like, okay, nobody can go to school the night before the Sadie Hawkins dance because inexplicably somebody always ends up dead. (laughs) I, I I think that's right, but I also wonder if it happened last year. Maybe it's only every other year. Maybe. Every few years. Here's a question. Is that janitor in jail now? Because he did <laughs> shoot a teacher. I mean, probably. He probably would be found guilty even though uh, he is not. I mean. That would be a very mm-hmm. puzzling case. No murder weapon. Yeah. The two had, you know, they were colleagues, but they didn't have any kind of relationship there was no motive it was just random yeah that would be tough prove it i think you could argue temporary insanity yeah do you think there's any cameras not in the 90s no Hmm. maybe Hmm. there should be cameras at sunnydale there's enough going on yeah i think we have the technology but also they're like leaving their doors wide open so they're they don't give a shit dude are they asking for it? Oh. I'm victim blaming. Yeah. Victim blaming Sunnydale High. <laughs> Too bad everyone keeps getting murdered. <laughs> what were they wearing? A suit of bees. <laughs> suit full of bees. A honey suit. No way. Bees don't eat honey. They make honey. A flower suit. Ooh. And they like weren't bees. A, they were wasps. Like Florence Pugh in Midsummer. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That, that movie was so good. Yeah. That was my uh, intro to Florence Pugh. Yeah. She's amazing. Okay, would you rather be forced to act out that movie over and over or act out this episode over and over? Oh, God. Who am I in Midsommar? Uh, The guy that gets burned to death in a bear suit. Okay, I'd rather uh, get shot than burned to death. Same. Same. Yeah. No problemo. All right, should we do a saucy little death count? Yeah, do it. What we got? We got... Ellen Frank, the teacher shot by George, the janitor. Grace Newman, shot by James Stanley in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And James Stanley shot himself in the flashbacks. Did he? That's what the IMDb page said. But yeah, he killed he, himself. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he, yeah, yeah he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, do retro, have we been marking retroactive student and teacher deaths? Well, it's in the episode. So, yes. All right, I'm just chalking it up. One more teacher, one more student. And, no, sorry, that was two teachers this episode. Yeah. Ooh, staff. My, my, my. <laughs> my, my. My, my, my. Do you think Snyder's going to have Buffy in the principal's office tomorrow? Like, hmm, there's a teacher dead. I know you have something to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. Like, you stink of lies. It's funny he's targeting her because, like, he knows they're on a hellmouth. Does he knows? Does he know that there's a slayer? <gasps> does he That's know there's a vampires? Good question. No, mm-hmm. if he knew there was a slayer, he would be giving her a lot more like leniency. Well, maybe he doesn't know she's the slayer. But Who do you think he suspects it is? He must not know there's a slayer. Like is- he's he's probably got limited knowledge here. I wonder if there's like a background of Snyder in some comic somewhere. I'm so excited Ooh. to read the comics. Ooh. I wanted to wait until we were done with the series, though. <gasps> okay. It's going to be like five years from now. But <laughs> I can wait. All right. Are you ready for a pop quiz? Yeah. 
I already know you know the answer. Oh, great. Yes. What does, what stone does Willow find in Miss Calendar's desk and then give to Giles? The rose quartz. Yep. I heard you say it. You said it (laughs) earlier and I was like, damn it, she knows. But maybe she'll forget by the end of the episode. (laughs) I didn't even scroll back up on my notes. What website was Willow's favorite for getting pagan info on Miss Calendar's computer? Did she say witchcraft.com oh i didn't hear that one no i made that up oh, okay <laughs> she just said there were some websites yeah marked technopagan.edu <laughs> she is a teacher so yes mm-hmm. it could be an educational branch <laughs> um what else we got all right well for a special topic, I just sought out a fan fiction. Oh, to read to thank you. Thank God, I'm so. It's ready. been a while. It's been wait. a while since we had one of these. I'm okay. ready. So, this one is called "What a Feeling to Be Loved" by Malaka. Malachi. Uh, no. Okay. Milaka. Milaka. Okay. okay. Um. Let's see. I was trying to find when it was written. No dates. Sorry. Hmm. Okay, but this is sort of like a a Jenny Giles feel good. Oh, thank God. Okay. Alternate ending. Okay. As Jenny Callender looked into the pale yellow eyes of the demon who was going to kill her, she wondered what who would tell her family. With her uncle also dead at Angelus's hands, the news would take time to filter back to the few people left she really cared about. There was only Rupert. Oh, God, Rupert. <gasps> The panic thought flashed through her mind as she realized she would never be able to reconcile with him, never have a chance to explain herself or her plan to make things right. She'd never get the chance to mend their broken relationship. She'd never get the chance to show him how much she loved him. Sorry, Jenny. Angelus murdered, a deadly gleam in his eyes. (laughs) This is where you get off. Angelus murdered? (laughs) Murmured! (laughs) Sorry, Jenny. Angelus murmured. (laughs) Sorry, he's getting ready to do the murder. He hasn't no. yet. Jenny's eyes widened with fear, and she had just long enough to think about how badly she'd messed things up as Angelus moved his hands to her neck. And then the hands were gone, and he was collapsing heavily against her. Jenny felt all the air rush out of her lungs as they both fell to the ground in a heap. Sorry, Angel, Buffy muttered above them. You're not getting anyone off today. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny stared up at Buffy in shock as she struggled to free herself from the dead weight of the unconscious vampire. What? She startled. Not my best work, said Buffy ruefully, offering her hand to help her up. But time seemed to be pretty seriously of the essence. Jenny accepted the hand, grateful for the younger woman's strength as she wobbled unsteadily to her feet. Buffy dropped the fire extinguisher she'd used to knock Angelus out and stared at his still form for a moment before turning her attention back to Jenny. Are you okay? I will be, Jenny said honestly. Thanks to you. Buffy shrugged, clearly uncomfortable. It was lucky I came by. I needed some supplies for the banishing spell. Spell? To keep him out of my play, Buffy explained. Mine and Willow's and, well, everyone really. So that means Rupert? He should be safe from unwanted visitors before the end of the night, Buffy confirmed. Well, visitors of the undead variety, anyway. We (laughs) have... We haven't found a spell to banish traveling salesmen yet. (laughs) Jenny, bewildered by her miraculous escape and equally unlikely friendliness from Buffy, let out a laugh that sounded too loud in the silent hallway. I could have died here, she thought to herself, holding desperately onto the last of her control as she let out another laugh. Buffy gave her a strange look and then looked down at, at the body at their feet. He won't be out for long, she said. We should get out of here. Jenny nodded, still shaken by the encounter. My car is in the lot. I can drive. I'll walk you over, Buffy said. I've got a few more sweeps to do before I go home. I can drive you. No, thanks, Buffy quickly interrupted. I've got a lot to do. Sounds like Buffy's still a little bit pissed off at Jenny. (laughs) Uh, She did save her life. That's nice. Jenny stared at her for a moment, wondering at the guilt that Buffy carried with her every day, wondering if it was anything like her own. After some consideration, she spoke. I wanted to tell you something, she said, hesitating a little, about Angel. Oh? About the curse. Buffy tried to keep her face neutral, but Jenny could see the the brief flicker of hope in her eyes. She took a deep breath and began her story. Half an hour later, 
Jenny knocked tentatively at Giles' door, looking nervously around as she waited for him to answer. Buffy had listened in almost total silence as Jenny explained that she had found out she could... What am I saying? Buffy had listened in almost total silence as Jenny explained what she had found out, but she could sense the suppressed excitement in her. Buffy's eyes had filled with tears briefly when Jenny had mentioned the prospect of cursing cursing Mm -hmm. Angelus again, restoring his soul and the man that Buffy had known and loved. And then she was back under control and as coolly distant as ever to Jenny as she escorted her to her car. You're going to see Giles, right? Buffy asked Jenny as she closed the car door. You'll explain this to him. Of course. Good. She gave Jenny a tight smile. He needs to know about this. About what you've done. I haven't done anything yet, but you're trying. That's what will matter to him. And with that, Buffy had disappeared into the night, leaving Jenny to make her way to Rupert's home, her heart in her mouth, and the adrenaline still coursing through her body. When Rupert finally answered the door, she tried to think of something cool and witty to say. She wanted to be calm and in control so she could naturally segue into her brush with death before passing swiftly into their future together. But when he smiled that familiar, gentle smile and murmured her name, she found herself completely speechless. Are you all right? He asked her urgently, (laughs) taking a step toward her and casting a quick, appraising glance over her body. Checking for any obvious injuries. What's happened? (laughs) Rupert! She croaked, (laughs) barely recognizing her own voice. Can I? And then she felt herself drift forward irresistibly, not sure what she needed, but knowing that he would be the one who could provide it. He caught her carefully in his arms and guided her into the living room, knocking the door shut behind him. What happened, Jenny? Do you need medical attention? I need a drink, she thought to herself, but she only shook her head in response. I'm not hurt, Rupert, I promise. Well... That would certainly be a nice change for us, he said quietly as he encouraged her to sit down. You've had me in quite a state. She smiled wryly and said, well, we can't have that. This is still quite long. Do you want me to read the whole thing? <laughs> no, no. Whenever Feels like it's getting quite long. Yeah. I've made such a mess of things. She took his hands in her face and stayed earnestly into his eyes, but I'm going to fix it. Some things can't be fixed, Jenny, he said, removing his hands from her cheeks and cradling them in his lap. Cradling? Cradling? Oh, cradling his hands. Uh, his his hands. I think Got not it. her cheeks. And his, his, his <laughs> <hands>. <laughs> Some things must simply be lived with. Not anymore, Rupert, she insisted, aiming for triumphant, but somehow coming off desperate. I am going to fix it. <laughs> skipping ahead, skipping ahead. I almost <laughs> died tonight, Jenny said bluntly, taking some small pleasure in the look of obvious concern that spread over his face. Angel came to school while I was working and tried to kill me. A look of concern bloomed into panic, and Rupert gripped... <laughs> At her hands convulsively. Oh. Convulsively. Buffy saved me, but it was close. (laughs) Skipping ahead. It's so long. There's so much dialogue. Don't worry about any of that now, he said. What matters is that you're safe. And he pressed a kiss to her temple and whispered, you're with me. Finally. Yes, finally. I love you, she blurted out suddenly. You do know that, don't you? I. And tonight, when I thought I might die, it occurred to me that I'd never be able to make you realize just how much I love you. Jenny. Because everything has been so awful between us, and I can't bear to think that I might die and never make you understand. I love you too, Giles declared, effectively cutting off her rambling. And quite frankly, our lives are filled with enough uncertainty as it is. I don't want you to be uncertain. On this matter, at least. <laughs> All right, I'm going to cut it off there. I love it. Oh, what if Jenny had lived? Uh, if only. If only. had this reconciliation. When do you think they would have gotten married? Probably like two years. Mm, season four. Okay, I can yeah. respect that. Season four. Yeah. There's nothing else going on in season four. I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, I do want to also bring up one last thing before we leave yeah uh we got a listener question about the new slayers audiobook have you heard of it i have not i sent you the link anyway uh so we're (laughs) we're recording by the time this episode comes out it'll be you know sort of old news but fresh off the press hot off the press recently um new audiobook 
written by Amber Benson and <gasps> someone else. I don't know. And it features, let's see. So the only thing I know about it is it's got James Marsters, Spike, and then Charisma Carpenters, Cordy, no SMG, no Willow or Xander, um, no Giles. Wait, there, Giles might be in it. Um, Emma Caulfield, Anya. Oh, dude, I didn't know about this. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. <gasps> Check your messages, girl. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's an audiobook. I'm very excited about it. There's a few other boys. Oh, Danny Strong, who is like big deal now. So I'm, that he plays Jonathan. I'm hey, very surprised. Boy. Yeah, I'm like, how'd they get him? Um, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, James. Uh, I can't think of his last name, but he plays Clem. If you remember Clem, he's yeah. In, I remember yeah. Clem. Uh, he's in later seasons. Um, and I can't think of anyone else. But yeah, super exciting. Uh, all I know is it's like. It's an alternate universe where Buffy, or Sarah Michelle Gellar, I'm sorry, Buffy was never a slayer, but Cordy was. <sighs> I know. What? I know. Oh my god, all the sass. So, I can't wait. I actually don't know when it comes out. I should look at that. Slayer's audiobook. Oh, I've got it right in front of me. When is it? It doesn't say. Okay. Sorry, that was unhelpful. I also don't have Audible, which I think that might be the only medium it's on. Oh, really? Yeah, but that's fine. I can get it. The image is like, uh, it's like a, well, the image on top of Audible is like an anime style. So imagine like anime style Cordelia coming in, kicking ass. (laughs) Cool. Kicking some anime vampire ass. Oh, premieres on October 12th. (gasps) <gasps> dude that's in like a few weeks yeah Strange. 20 years after the series finale should we listen to it together should we both get <gasps> oh my audible god and yes and listen to it? yeah let's i wonder it. is it like episodes or let's see i wonder i don't know but we should do maybe special episodes of this potentially yes i love it okay yeah we'll look into it um and get back to you audience (laughs) yeah if you are planning on listening to the slayers audiobook yeah let us know what you think a buffyverse story anyway i'm fucking stoked a buffyverse story oh buffyverse beaver story a beaver story (laughs) (laughs) what if there was an audiobook of like the buffy universe but they were all beavers hmm i mean i'd listen to it the vampire teeth would be so funny. They'd just be like little beaver teeth, but sh- slightly pointier. Oh, they'd be so obvious they were vampires. <laughs> well. That'd be cute. It's pretty obvious already. They're just like You're the right. hottest ones in the whole show. That's true. Dressed poorly, though. Did you see Drusilla's manicure in this episode? Yeah, she looks incredible. Always, Dude, all the time. red, red nails, black tips. So chic. Spike, he still got it, you know? Even in his wheelchair, he can still pull off a mean pedicure, manicure. <laughs> Probably a pedicure, too. His, he's not in his wheelchair anymore. Well, he's... she doesn't know that. Oh. What do you think's going to happen next episode? What's our next episode? Man, it's Go Fish. I don't remember. <laughs> I love this because I know every episode, I don't know what's coming. Do you want me to tell you? I tell you what I remember, which is what do you remember? It's about the swim team, and we see Xander in a speedo, <gasps> That's, and he looks good. <laughs> I think this is like the beginning of the the turnaround for Xander. I think that like end of season two is when he starts getting to be really good as a character. I hope so, but I feel like it kind of he's got ups and downs. He's gone. He's yeah gotten better the last few and he's gone through some tremendous growth it's true season it's true yeah um well after go fish then we got the two last two episodes of the season can you believe it yeah i'm excited but what are they called becoming part one and becoming part two becoming part two becoming something yep (laughs) (laughs) all right well maybe we should end this what do you think about that Oh, you got a burp about it. You having gas about it. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah, should we wrap this podcast up? Yes. Cut all that last bit? Mm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right. If you want to write in with another listener question, email us at justlayinpod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at justlayinpod at instagram.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time. Happy hunting. Later, Slayers. All the food is snakes. All the food is snakes. All the food is snakes.